Worship at Home, Sunday the 6th of February 2022, the fourth Sunday before Lent. The Bible reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signalled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats, so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflected on this passage, the calling of the first disciples as told by our Gospel writer Luke, I thought this, we can learn to react with trust, whatever our first response. It's worth taking some time to look through the passage, which begins with Jesus' teaching, teaching so many people who've gathered to hear him, or were they following him, hoping for healing still, that he borrows Simon Peter's boat to better be seen and heard by those standing on the shore. Take a moment to imagine the scene. Quite clever, really, it always strikes me to realise that the boat makes an impromptu pulpit for the space. The crowd here is presumably the same crowd as mentioned in Luke chapter 4. Jesus is likely in Capernaum, where he's been noted for his healing. So that's probably why he's being followed here by curious locals. But rather than more healing miracles, he starts preaching. Preaching the word of God, declaring the good news of the kingdom. Here, Jesus' words are bracketed with his conversation with, or his teaching is bracketed with his conversation with Peter in verse four to five. 
put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch, Jesus suggests. To which Simon's reply is, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. And at the end of the passage, verses 8 and 10b. Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man, is Simon Peter's reaction to what happens. But Jesus says, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. So in the midst of this scene of healing, preaching and teaching, Jesus performs another miracle. But he's not just doing it alone. He's involving the first disciples very directly to be witnesses of it out in the deep water where they catch the fish. Arguably, he's thereby offering a compelling, our gospel writer is offering a compelling reason that these disciples understood enough to make the momentous decision to leave their livelihoods and follow this man and teacher. But looking at the miracle catch itself, there's also some points to note. First is their poor response initially. Why did they react so badly? Simon saying, but we've been fishing all night. Well, truth was, it was nonsense to fish in the day. The nets we know nowadays, weaved together with rope, probably weren't what they were using then. They'd have been using a sort of thin sheeting. Um, and in the daylight, the fish would see them a mile away. So that's why they fished at night. They weren't designed to be used in daylight. So this was truly a miracle catch. It was a bit of a nonsense to listen to him and go out and decide to start fishing in the day. So perhaps, uh, perhaps they did so because they were desperate having caught nothing, but they were also probably very tired and there they were cleaning their nets, work that was going to be undone if they went back out. Some commentators have also suggested that the deep water is analogous in the reading of taking risk, not staying in the nice shallow areas and going into deep water can be frightening. But of course, these are professional fishermen. They were used to looking for schools of fish in deep areas. They weren't afraid of that, but tired and fed up. But the analogy of deep water is perhaps something as a message for us now. So this is a miracle story. It's sometimes taken to be one that is a sign of God's gracious love, the inauguration of a time of blessing and abundance shown in the abundance of this miraculous catch. But as with other miracle stories, the first response of these witnesses is one of fear. Fear so much that Simon Peter says, go away from me, Lord. Truth is, even good things can overwhelm us and scare us in their power at times. So we shouldn't see it as an unnatural reaction. The second point to note here is that these disciples got up and followed him. After their initial reaction, they reacted with absolute trust. It's extraordinary, really. Think for a moment in your life when you felt pulled or been asked to take a path you're uncomfortable with, but know it is right. Our first response may be no. 
I won't ever forget the bishop asking me to come and look at parishes at the opposite end of the diocese. So far away from my children's current school at the time that we knew that we'd be moving during a critical GCSE year, my first response was not one of joy but fear. What was it going to do to their education? How were we going to manage the change? But I still went to look and found in there a place where my heart was filled with excitement. And then I reacted with trust. Fear and excitement are quite often quite close together. So we can learn to react with trust, whatever our first response. At the heart of this reading is Jesus' call to the fishermen, and in fact to us now, to leave their nets and give themselves to the work of the kingdom. The metaphor, fishers of men, or catching people, is striking because it both arises out of the situation and is a clever play on words. The fishermen were themselves caught by Jesus and given a new vocation. These fishermen were not called because of their qualifications, character or potential. God's call is unpredictable as it is unmerited. The call didn't come in a holy place, but in the midst of their daily lives and work. And this story also hints at the nature of the kingdom, bringing work that they were invited to, that it will be evangelistic and missional. The call of the kingdom will require a complete reordering of their commitments, a reversal of priorities. This, in fact, is an open invitation that remains for us all today. And we can hear it and learn to react with trust, whatever our first response. Amen. Let us pray. We pray for all who have been called to be workers in God's kingdom, searching for the lost and loving them into the kingdom. And we pray for those who teach God's love, both by word and by the way they live. Formally and informally, we bring to mind those who've had an impact on our lives and giving thank, thanks for the way in which they have always carried the light of Christ. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray for those in authority and in positions of power, that under their leadership there may be mutual respect, integrity and justice. We pray for discernment to see where injustice needs writing and when we need to speak out. And we pray for those places that do not live with any sense of democracy or where their voices can be heard. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. 
we lift before the Lord families suffering poverty or financial difficulties, for families that are full of tension and disagreement, and for families coping with grief or separation. We pray for better awareness of how our behaviours affect others, that we can bring reconciliation and wholeness in relationships with others. May we be ready for your service as evangelists, as missionaries, as people who bring in your kingdom. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray now for those who have been working all night, those who are tired, and those who work long hours in poor conditions. We pray also for those who have no work and feel rejected or fearful of the future. And we pray for anybody resisting what God is calling them into. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. In a moment of quiet, Lord, we bring those prayers of our hearts, praying for those loved ones we know who are sick or ill at home or in hospital, for those relationships that are difficult to us, We thank you, Lord, that in all things you hear us and understand our needs more deeply than we understand them ourselves. May we, in your service, be ready to follow a call and submit to what you understand is best for us and those we love. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. And so we pray also for those who have died and those who grieve for the loss of their company and love, trusting that it extends across the boundary of death. We ask for the opportunity to prepare for death by the way we live from now on. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We thank you for the way you show us ourselves and still accept us with love. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. And the Collect for the Fourth Sunday Before Lent. O oh God, you know us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers that by reason of the frailty of our nature we cannot always stand upright. Grant to us such strength and protection 
as may support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. And together we join in the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. So may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you, and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Worship at Home. If you would like to receive weekly links to my podcasts by email, please do get in touch at revlucylun at btinternet.com. Goodbye.